I, I've, I've seen it on the Discord. I, I do try to ignore you sometimes, but I have seen it. Brought to you by some guys on the internet. This is getting tabled. With your hosts, Jason the Bruce. You okay? George the Yang. I hope you're all entertained by my inaptitude. Jason, a.k.a. Major Socks. We've been doing this and talking about various stuff. One of the stuff. Now sit back, relax, and get tabled. Hello, future people, and welcome to episode 95 of Getting Tabled with your host, Jason. He finally got a decent haircut, the Bruce. <laughs> oh, I knew I shouldn't have pointed that out. <laughs> and with us, of course, we have the main man. We should change that opening, by the way, because his first name is not Jason. That name was taken away from him and is now mine. His first name is Major. We all know that. Major Sock. We're good with that. Uh, for four more years until the Air Force decides to promote me again, hopefully. Uh, but yes, and, and uh, or discharge you because of budget cuts. Talking about that's true. It, with the, with what we were discussing off camera before we started, yeah, budget cuts could send me away from the Air Force altogether. Who knows? Anyways, Colonel Slippers. That's that's who you are. Oh, thank you. Colonel Slippers. White Colonel Slippers. <laughs> <laughs> We have George back from uh, seeing us from Thanksgiving. So, welcome back, George. Yay. I spent time with family, most of it not mine. You're welcome. You enjoyed no. yourself, didn't you, George? No, I was up at six in the morning smoking a turkey, so no. Turkey is, uh, for, that, turkey that, is for eating. You're confusing them with cigarettes, which I wouldn't recommend. Oh, no, I wouldn't. I, after 20 years, yeah, I wouldn't recommend either. So, but it makes food taste delicious. Um, This is the last episode of the year, guys. Yes, with Christmas, with Christmas falling the way it is, and New Year's, and then scheduling and stuff like that. This is it, folks. This is the last episode of the season. And are we yeah. going to do a year-end roundup? No, we're not. We're just going to do a normal episode, and we're going to do that on January seventh. Yeah. So with the way that things are falling, um, I am traveling most of Christmas. I am spending two days flying, one day celebrating Christmas, and yay. Uh, but the fun. other problem is, like normally, where we would still work around that. Um, it's kind of an impossibility this year because the laptop I've normally used in previous years is now dead. I don't know why. It's just decided to die recently. Um, seemingly why I wasn't plugged in. Don't. Quite, I think the fans died. It's overpowered. It turns on. It doesn't do anything. So, yay. Have you we... tried a camera? <laughs> as tempting as that might be, no. Oh, so, it's yeah. called a hard reset. <laughs> hard reset you in a minute. <laughs> That's not fair. I shouldn't do that to the hammer. It's not fair. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's where we are. Um, January 7th, in lieu of Game Talk, we will be talking about our highlights from 2022. Uh, I know that one of them is going to be a negative, uh, and everything else should be positive, hopefully, uh, because there might have been two negatives, but the other ones have been talked about today. Let's get into the news. Newly received or noteworthy information, especially about recent or important events. Right, so oh, oh look, Games Workshop has done new corn berserkers and again left other things that need new models to the wayside. To be yes. fair, have you seen the most recent corn berserkers before this? They're very old. I mean, I, I am usually the one that's having this conversation about how things don't need to be done yet. I, I think this one's okay. The old ones are horrible. Um, yeah, look, we're getting new corn berserkers. Look, I'm not, I, I'm not a huge corn person. I, I never have been. I understand the appeal of them as heavy metal. Yay, that's nice. I still don't like my thing. Uh, these so, models, however, are 
quite gorgeous. Uh, this is definitely not part of the World Eaters book that's about to come out, because um, that's definitely not what's coming. It's definitely not. I don't think they needed to do new corn marines, because I thought the marines looked fine. The helmets, on the other hand, the, and of course, they did the, the, the old school helmet style of like, <laughs> huge wings on my head. Look, I'm turning my head, and I'm knocking things over because I have gigantic wings. That's unnecessary. It's stupid. It's stupid. It's supposed to be stupid, though. No, it's beyond stupid. It's like, it's, if I were to do corn, and two corn berserkers, I would get regular heads. I would not put a single one of those heads on them. I can pretty much tell you for a fact that if they got rid of them, the entire community would be up in arms about it. I know. I'm stating my opinion. The community, the community is wrong. Like, and, but to, to be fair, I don't agree with you. I don't disagree with you. I am not a fan of the corn aesthetic. On record, I've said it numeral times. Um, I do like what they've done here. Um, I do think there's other things that needed to be done first, but not in the corn well, the problem I think with corn is the fact that we've had that many huge corn releases over the last seven or eight years that it really feels like we've had too much. Yeah, I mean, we've gotten like, what, 32 bloodthirsters and like, you know, everything else has been redesigned. But you can't tell that to the corn players because the corn doesn't get, sorry, you can't tell that to the chaos players because chaos doesn't get enough attention and they should get more attention and we're not allowed to say that they get too much attention. We will get abused if we if we disagree with them on this. Meh. I speak from experience. <laughs> I might be slightly mocking them, but that's besides the point. All right, fine. I'll be nice. Um, no, I, is it the most important thing that needed to happen? No. Uh, but I do think it's something that was worthwhile. Uh, if it was yeah. me, personally, I would be doing them all without the helmets. I actually think they look cooler without the wing helmets. And not actually because of the wings. I just think if you're going to have something that looks savage, why is something that's savage wearing a helmet to begin with? Yeah, I mean, a dude there with, like, like they shouldn't the, care. The, the teeth, you know, respirator? Yeah. That's a good look. Like, so at, the, right at the end of the day, like, if yeah. I'm fighting for skulls for the skull throne and it doesn't matter if I live or die, why am I trying to protect my head? Because it doesn't matter if I'm dead. As a corn, <laughs> corn aesthetic doesn't make any sense in that way. To, to be to be fair, if you become a, a corn berserker, you don't need to protect your head because you've already proven you don't have any brains in there to protect, so. <laughs> that is true. They are the Marines of the military world. No, 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 no. It's, they're worse than that. You made that too. All right. I did. Moving on. Blood Bowl. We haven't actually seen anything from Blood Bowl for weeks. Uh, we've got a what? new hero coming out, and I think he looks horrible. I mean, he looks fine. He's kind of boring. His chainsaw looks... So this is... Yeah, wait, hang on. It's Nobler Blackwart. He's got a cool name. But he's green. Yeah, because he's a goblin. So he should be green. I don't know. <laughs> you, you, you're overthinking the goblin aesthetic, because the whole point of goblins is they don't make sense. Um, look, I mean, it's, it's fine. Uh, it's probably not my favourite of them. Uh, he does have Blodge, which is good, because Blodge is the best thing in the game uh, by a long way. Um, I just, I'm not a, I don't know, I think they kind of fell asleep, Scott. I don't know, am I wrong? Do you disagree with um, me? I mostly agree with you. Um, like his little uh, hat deal there and his head with the... the it looks the like mouth. a mixing bowl. I like that. Okay. that. That chainsaw? Go goblins, goblins have better chainsaws. Of um, all of the Games Workshop properties, if there was one that I think the socks would actually give into, I suspect it would be Blood Bowl as a game. Maybe not no. necessarily the aesthetic, but as a game, I think it's the first one you would get over the line because you only need to paint up like eight to ten models and all you have to do is pick one that looks vaguely all right. So you can do your elf no. team and you'd be happy. No, 
if he were to do it, he would do uh, Imperial Aer- Aer- Aeronautics or whatever because flying thing. And in reality, if he were to cross the line, because but it will never come back because of another game that Battlefleet Gothic is what he would cross. I think no. George might be right. I think I'd possibly do battle before I do anything. There'd else. be no point doing Battlefleet because all it is is Drop Fleet Command a lot. Exactly. That's what I just mentioned. It's not going to come back because another game exists. I, I suspect it will at some point. I just don't close because I just true. I don't think there's room in the community for another space game right now. And yeah, I, there's at least I, th- there's three others that are too big, and none of those three are the one that I wish they wish it was. Yeah, I, I, if, if Balfour Gothic did come back, I would probably, without thinking about you know, drop and get at least six going in. Just because back, like I played it when like the the what were they called the rogue traders like the you know the TT agents or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like there's a rogue trader that came by and he had Balfour Gothic and like I played it before it went on sale even. I'm like this is cool. So yeah, if we're to come back out, my my main thing was you know metal. So if they do it all plastic in a heartbeat, I would probably pick it up just because. If they were to bring it out, I think they would need to bring it out so that you're starting with at least four fleets. You can't just start with the two because it just won't make any ground clearance otherwise. Um, I don't it'll know. It's, it's kind of hard. It'll it'll be two, yeah. and yeah, and then six months later you'll get a. Th- um, yep. But the problem, I mean, we've already lost one Star Wars game. I'm sorry, but Armada is dead. We all know this. It's time to accept it. Um, I, no, I genuinely only... don't think there's room in, for another spaceship game. I just don't. We're, we're... We're probably only on the seventh level of like admitting it, so I think there's still some time before we fully because mm. it, um, it's usually. <laughs> all right, actually, and... we're talking about that today. The game store that Star Wars Armada was dead. <laughs> yeah, it it very much is. Um, but between that, a billion suns, and then Drop Fleet Commander, as which as as much as I wish that was on the top of the list, it's not. Um, not not as far as market is concerned, anyway. I would argue it's the best game on the market. It's, it's not the most pop. But moving on, we have gameplay footage from the new Star Wars. Not Star Wars. Uh, Space cool. Marine 2 game. And honestly, yeah, it looks good. So, I mean, it's kind of very like short snippets and it's kind of cut into the original trailer that we've already seen. I'm, kind of th- I'm playing it in the background at the moment. Uh, for those of you that haven't seen it already, it's very, very pretty. Uh, as far as I can tell, we're getting this for PC, we're getting it for Xbox, and we're getting it for PlayStation. So there is not going to be a Switch version that I am aware of, unless they're secretly not talking about it for some reason. Um, I also or uh, Mac OS. Nothing releases for it. Uh, yeah. Um, what is it? I've got it. Uh, Fortnite. <laughs> Total War. Total War Warhammer. It releases on Mac OS. Yeah. So, yeah. So- PC, Xbox, PS5. Um, Mac OS is not on the list. The Nintendo Switch is not on the list. Um, neither Which- of those should be really too surprising at this point. I suspect that if it's going to happen, it'll be after the fact. Uh, but I, I don't see us coming on. Yeah. It's too big of a game to be able to play on it. It'd have to- which is which is sad because you know I I don't have any of the, the current modern consoles at all, mm. and if I were to get a modern console, it would be the Switch because you know it is a portable that you know goes on the big TV whatever. I would do that, but I'm not dropping. What, what what's a PS5 these days? Seven hundred and fifty bucks? Something, Something like, like that. that. Yeah, so I I'm not getting that. I no. got other stuff. I will probably like, buy this sure. for the Xbox um personally but we'll see i want to see more of it before before i make the um pre-orders i'm generally not someone that recommends pre-ordering games at this stage this does look really good don't get me wrong really good uh but we also haven't seen um yeah i guess the only other thing worth mentioning is that it's still only ultramarines but that shouldn't really surprise anybody 
the Smurfs are the are, are the generic hero. So no good guys. Well, the prop the problem is is that Blood Angels had already been done or the blood. <sighs> there's what wolves. There's salamanders. There's uh, the uh, dark no, angels. Yeah, I know that. But the original there's... the original game yeah. was an ultramarine, yeah, so it makes sense. I know, I know. But I mean, it's like, come on. There's a lot of other chapters. Oh, I know. Give some of the other chapters. I have an idea. Let's show a different army some love because. Lord knows we don't have enough space marine anyway. I'm not right? getting on, I'm not getting on that bandwagon again. <laughs> Let's move on. Atomic Mass Games release the, things occasionally. Do we want to cover the D two Marvel MCP stuff before we move on to the third the three that are kind of similar? Sorry, do we want to cover the what? Mar- 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 yeah, the Marvel Crisis Protocol. Oh yeah. Yeah. Kind of yeah, 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 yeah. One Star Wars one in the middle of those three. Yep, I can do that. So we're going to start. But- so all of this stuff was actually revealed this week. Yes. We're gonna start by talking about Agent Venom and Spider-Woman. So, Jessica Drew, also known as Spider-Woman, and Agent Venom, which is the Venom that was controlled by Flash Gordon. Not Flash Gordon, Flash Thompson. Different universe there, Bruce. I was going to say, like, Flash, ah, that, that, <laughs> like, that's <not> Bruce. <laughs> yeah. So, when they the, the initial teaser for this was all black and silhouette, and I think it was about three seconds before people all said exactly who it was, because it was really obvious, because there's really only two people that it could have been. None of the other Venoms used guns, but Agent Venom always did. Um, Agent Venom was kind of like Flash Thompson actually becoming a hero in, in of his own right, so I think this is definitely a good call. Uh, Spider-Woman kind of needed to be done. Uh, I don't like the pose. I think the pose is horrible and boring. It just looks like they've copied and pasted a painting of Spider-Woman over the top of every other female in the game. Uh, they you, all have that gentle me, landing pose. They all look the same. I was going to say, if you were to just show me the silhouette of that, I've been like Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel. It's it's also Spider- So it's like Spider-Gwen. It's exactly the same yeah. pose. Um, Atomic Mass Games have had a little bit of criticism for some of their sculpting work, um, but I think it's becoming very, very clear that they really don't... This What's is that? going to sound very unfair, but it's starting to feel like they don't care about the female characters and they only release them because they feel like they have to. That's how it feels, uh, because they're clearly not putting any effort into most of it. It's literally yeah. just the same sculpt over, to the point where... This looks like hair from Scarlet Witch. It doesn't even look like the hair's been sculpted. So you could maybe almost backtrack as much as they're they're calling it in like this and phoning it in like this, maybe, so they don't generate too much outrage because it's so generic and not, you know, because you know there's going to be that percentage of like, you know, they're making it look too sexy or they're not making it look right enough or, you know, so they're yeah, just but- doing genericus as possible but everybody <laughs> is standing in the same pose how does that i mean don't get me wrong i've seen some of the i've seen some of the artwork done for spider woman on an official level there's a very mm-hmm. good reason you don't go in that direction but mm-hmm. that's a very different conversation to the problem well and, and that's what i'm saying is maybe maybe that's why for the female characters they're being this generic is to they're getting the argument of this is too generic instead of all the other arguments that could be happening. Even if that was just to move one of the arms in front, so it looks like maybe she was about to grab something or punch, or, or, or one of them's in a fist or something. That's like, fair. That's fair. If, I'll if give you, I'll the give arm you that. that's behind, if that. it was like yeah. this, it would still look boring, but at least it would be new. That's so fair. We, we can talk about this in a bit, because uh, we'll talk about some of the Shatterpoint terrain, and, and we can look at one of the photos of Ahsoka and uh, oh, what's her name on the separatist side, and yep. their poses are totally different. But we'll, we'll talk about that here in a minute. 
Yeah. Moving uh, the on. Rhino. Yeah, the rhino, the rhino is gorgeous. Well, gorgeous is not how... the right word, but the mini is great. Yeah, I was going to say, like, he's kind of like, you know, like that skin, you know, moisturized, yeah. dude. No, but yeah. his punching right. into the ground and like that being part of the mini with the, you know, the exploding up ground. That's a good touch. Yeah. Dude, that was spider. Yeah. I, I, we're not the, I'm not the first to point that, like I said, that this is a, this is like the whole thing about the female characters all looking the same is been as an argument that I've been kind of deliberately avoiding for a while, to be honest, because I didn't necessarily agree with the argument, but I can't really ignore it anymore um, yeah. because it's become yeah. really, really obvious. Um, This rhino looks amazing. Uh, it's probably yeah, worth noting cool. just for George's sake that that's not his actual skin. It's a suit that he wears, kind of trapped inside of, but... It's a man. I know. Uh, they've done really well. I would argue that Rhino is a character that's kind of hard to get right to because there's been a lot of different versions of Rhino, even to the point where the cartoon image of him up in the top right-hand corner of the box really looks horrible. Um, it's yeah. just an example of just how easily Rhino can be done wrong. Uh, th th this the, the particular cartoon, mini looks good. Look at the cartoon image, right? Change the gray to blue, change it from a rhino to two antenna, and you have the animated text. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is, yeah, okay. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell no, wrong. you're not. That's the thing. Nope. That's brilliant. <laughs> All right. There's this, is, there's this little known franchise that nobody's ever heard of. Um, yeah, it's tiny. Nobody's ever heard of Star Wars. What are you talking about? Uh, it's yeah, not like this is, this is something that literally changed the pop media landscape. Of all, for all timer. Uh, there's yeah. also this really obscure character called Boba Fett. I mean, he never even said anything in the original movies. Nobody ever remembers this guy. It's not like they always talk about him and nobody else. Uh, well, I'll, he I'll said, stop. He now. said something. He's he went, he's... Ah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had one he line. But then he survived, and this is who we get. So we get the Daimo Boba Fett. So he is a operative that only the Rebels can take, and it's old Boba, in a sense. So this is after Boba had escaped. If you've seen the series, he's mm -hmm. escaped the Sarlacc pit and uh, is... Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler, yeah, spoiler alert for something spoiler that was alert. like six years ago and was actually... It's actually been very well known for like three decades at this point. Anyways... I really like his pose. I like the fact um, that there's more than one head. Yeah. So I, I love the fact that he has a sand person staff. Yeah. It's. Yeah. I think it's one of the better ones they've done in recently. Actually, it'll be interesting to see what it looks like in person. Obviously, because well, the Legion stuff is not the same quality as um, the Marvel stuff. It is more simple. It's not a bad thing. It, no. It was originally being done by a board game designer. So obviously the, the sculpting were one thing. Um, but this particular box, I mean, this is incredible. It'll be interesting to see what the... Um, who does he work with? The Rebels? The Rebels. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they play around. He changed the way that the army... As a Rebel player, I'm actually looking forward to getting him on the table. Um, personally, I don't know which head I think I actually want. I think it would have to be the actual... That's what I'm... Thing I'm gonna go with is a helmet. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm I'm really torn on this just just simply for the fact that one they were brilliant in the fact that they got the guy that played you know Django Fat to be Boba, and like the fact that they went and got him to play this role. I think that's yeah. absolutely brilliant, and I would almost have to just do the normal head for the because it looks like him for that reason because yeah. they went and did did that and like for that you know that linear you know you know story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh we also, also could you imagine being that guy like you know hey so we're doing this tv show and because you did this character like you know 10 years ago you need to be this character now okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> to be fair like he, he's always been very proud of that work so i, I mean obviously it would have cost them money but yeah I, it's 
I doubt that there would have been much problems getting him on board with it. I don't know. Quite well, uh, so- giving, uh, what, what's his face for uh, Obi Wan? Um, uh, McGregor. No, yeah. not McGregor. The other one. So oh. not. Hayden Christian said he he quit acting because um, of what happened on Star Wars. Can yeah, you get him back G- for George. Obi-Wan? George, would you like to think about <clears throat> what you said there for a second then? Because Hayden Christensen never played Obi Wan Kenobi at all. <laughs> yeah, he was Vader. <laughs> I know. You series. said Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, okay, okay, that makes more sense because yeah. that's not what you said. You said that, that played Obi Wan Kenobi. Anyway, no, maybe, anyways, I, I was referencing this show, but yeah, like. Yeah, you know. So, uh, moving on, um, I'm underwhelmed by this. The crash this X-wing? X-wing? Yeah. Uh, so I've seen other crash X-wings that the community has done, and as a scenario, this one actually will come up with a scenario as well. Um, so it's not just the terrain piece; they'll come up with a scenario, and that's what they do with a lot of their uh, terrain pieces. They'll have a little scenario kit to yeah. go along with it, but. Yeah, this they could have done this one a little bit better. Um, I don't mind. I mean, I like the fact that they've done it. Um, I think no, that I there's agree. already they... better versions of it out there. Uh, yeah. he, here's what I will say. Really, really obvious that the broken wing on the side is just a flipped over copy of the other one. It's literally <gasps> the same. What? No. You mean they cut a corner on design? I know, right? Um, but I, I don't mind it. Like, it's... Like, is it the greatest piece of terrain ever? No, but it's also just a crash text. We can't play. There's only so much you're going to be able to that. Well, and so, and so here's my next argument. There's that price point with that, you know, for uh, that's, as just a crash one. It's ridiculous. I, no. Yeah, I have to. Actually, I had never dollars What is the hundred dollars? No, no, that's ridiculous. Yeah. That, that's, that's, so. that, that's. That, that's, that's part ridiculous. of my dislike of it is that price point. Like, yeah. if, if I was a Legion player, uh, we, we, I mean, we've covered them on Indy. There was that one site that you were, socks. you were just like, Ooh, can I spend money? Because the terrain yep. was that good. And it was MDF. Cheaper than, and that's yeah. all, it was yeah. an MDF kit and it rivaled this very easily. Yeah. Don't say um, that too loud. Mel, Mel might uh, have a have a stroke. Heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Mel Mel said that MDF kits have their place. But yeah, th- this is <laughs> There are ways around so, that though. I know, I know, I know. Um but yeah, look, it, it is what it is. Um, I th- the Rebel Pilot looks interesting, but I'm not sure I would buy the box of the Rebel Pilot. Uh, I don't think he comes. Yeah, it, it does include it. It does say included. Oh, included. Yeah, yeah, Rebel Pilot yeah I don't know if I'd buy it just for the pilot. Yeah. Unfortunately, Honestly, because that, of the way that, that Legion is, this is they have this thing where it be sold where you kind of have to buy everything. Actually, he might be part of the scenario. He would be. You but have I'm to sorry. rescue him. I'm sorry, but this is just a generic Rebel thing that I'm not using in my army. I'm just going to use that instead and then use the rules because it's not going to be hard to find them. How dare you. I know, right? Also, I don't play Legion, so my matter. Did it ever? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't think this is the worst piece of terrain they've done. I've certainly seen worse. Uh, I don't think it's very exciting, though. It's just... It just, it is, it's just, it is what it is. When you have actual companies out there specifically focusing on and doing just terrain, it's really hard as the company making the game, focusing on the game and the miniatures for the game to divert attention for terrain. Yeah, but this is not a hundred dollar product. No. It's it's not even close to it. Reason why is it's it's all res, that's why. Oh, uh, okay. I'd... Yeah, it's all right. That, that does explain the price. Because Learn to recycle TV. like TT. Yep. Anyways, t- speaking of terrain. Yes. Uh, earlier this week or so, Shatterpoint, uh, Star Wars Shatterpoint, well, Atomic Mass Game, released some terrain boxes that's coming out for Shatterpoint. Yep. Uh, now, this is stuff is... that we have seen already. Like, this is we stuff have. that was shown off in the trailers. 
but that's okay. They have the high ground terrain pack, which I think is an awesome name, and the take cover terrain pack. So the high the high ground is just a bunch of a uh, couple towers that you have some walkways in between, and then the high ground or the terrain pack. The take cover one is just some brick uh, columns, rock, yeah, some other scattered terrain hide behind. But, is Ventress the name you were trying to come up with? Yeah, Ventress. Yep. So if you look at the the overall starter box centerpiece you see ahsoka and ventress and they have some very dynamic poses compared to what spider-woman has that yeah. we were discussing in mcp two minutes ago yeah look th- those yeah. poses are still generic in ways too but they're different and this is the this is the thing important um they are very different like that neither of those poses are sexualized Neither of those poses are extremely extravagant in any way they're fairly simple because it's a starter mm-hmm. box of course they're simple. um because have you ever noticed starter boxes have very simple minis? <gasps> it's almost like it's a thing, but they don't look the same. I mean, you could probably argue that Darth Maul and Vent, but like I was saying so, earlier, all they needed to do was change the position of that arm, and it looks completely different. I, I'm a little disappointed in the, the the high ground box. Well, the high ground box is the same as the Marvel Crisis Protocol starter set. It's the because they also released a starter set which was just a repeat of the the Marvel Crisis Protocol starter set terrain, but it came with an extra building that you couldn't get outside of that box just to add diversity to the table. Uh, And they've clearly done the same with this. Where's the Anakin without legs? (laughs) That'll be an expansion piece later on that'll cost you... Oh, it's its own scenario pack. And because it's such a specific mini, it's such a specific mini, and because cutting off those legs is so difficult, it'll be a $150 box. I, I, I like my idea of, like, they're they're taking the uh, EA Games model. Yeah, cutting things out and charging more money, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So that's what we got coming up for Legion and Shatterpoint MCP. Yeah, look, I, I, I like both of the boxes. I think they've both got their place. Uh, I think I can pretty much tell you without question that that high ground is going to collect dust on box shelves for exactly the same reason that the New York City one does. Because people are going to look at it and go, well, it's not worth it's not worth the money. Uh, I actually bought a copy of the New Year's one, and it's, it's not New Year's New York terrain set for MCP. I actually reviewed it recently. Uh, I actually do think it's worth the money, but I understand why people don't because compared to the box set, it's very different. Uh, and all you're getting is one extra building, and it's it's more. But I don't know. Like, I, I out of the two. The high ground is the more interesting box, um, and I don't think they're hiding it very well. Is the other th- yeah the the um, take cover actually it actually I think it actually comes the other one's a little bit the, the other one I suspect is actually don't know yeah. that for a fact but doesn't look like that it would be very modular. hard to change it looks very mod so I don't know look t- time will tell we will see um, but yeah I think it's the the take cover is going to sell more copies than the high and well, it'll, the it'll be something like it'll be something like five to one. It'll be sick. high ground's pretty generic. Like somewhere I've got you know terrain that looks like high ground because it's generic. It feels like something so. straight out of forty k. But that's because forty k stole most of their stuff from other franchises. I said it. Uh, mo- moving on, we have uh, some new stuff from uh, Corvus Belly. Yeah, so it's been a while since we looked at some Corvus Belly stuff. Uh, I'm going to start by talking about the one that upset a lot of people, which is the Moran. Masai Hunt. Uh, and the reason this is upsetting a lot of people is because this is the box set that comes with six minis. Four of those minis are the koalas. And don't get me wrong, I love the koalas. I've always loved koalas. But these are old sculpts that have existed since second edition that everybody that wants the other two minis already have like eight copies. They come with yeah. several four. So... People got upset because they have to buy stuff that they very clearly didn't need again. Um, I have two of these 
and I'm not heavily in. I have Finity stuff, but I've never been into it heavily, and I also still have the. Uh, that probably tells you now about the, how common the koalas are. Uh, the other two, I really like the other two minis. I mean, I, I like all of them, but the Mora and Masai are gorgeous. Um, like, really can, gorgeous. Can we, I quite like them. Can we talk about the most amazing mini on this page right now? Uh, are we going back to the group one? Are we talking about the dog? Yes, McMurrow, Mercenary Dog Warrior. Yeah. So, 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 what is he? What is oh he, George? McMurrow, mercenary dog warrior. No, 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 no. He's the goodest of boys. He is the good boy. Um, with that sword, I guarantee you, he's probably not that. He's probably uh disemboweled. If that. you don't call him a good boy, he will stab you. <laughs> Um, I agree. Look, look McMara is a character that did already exist. This new version is it shoots the old one out of the water. Just like always the old. One. If the scale was right, I would buy this as like the, my squad leader for my wolf. Ah, uh, scale wouldn't be far off. The weapons are all going to look wrong though. Meh, can fix that. But green stuff. Yeah, yeah, true. But, but I mean. If the scale was right, this guy would be like a brilliant like wolf and like cap. Like it's it's so cool, and he's wearing a oh, kilt too. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I love that he's wearing a kilt. He also has some Scots guard coming with him, which I also quite like. Did you say Scots guard or Scotch guard? Scots guard. <laughs> Scotch guard is a uh, is a waterproofing spray we have here in America. Ah, okay. And well, it's also like tartan. So yeah. yes, okay. It's also a whiskey. Scotch. <laughs> is it? Scotch is a whiskey, yes. It's the other one that's not bourbon. Well, you bourbon know, the, the, is the whiskey better with one. an E. Bourbon is whiskey with an E. Scotch is a whiskey with a Y. Yeah, so one of, one of them is better, and it's the one that's not bourbon. I said it. Socks has no idea. <laughs> so- I'm not so- disagreeing. Socks, Socks has opinions, and his opinions is, no, I don't really care. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, moving on, we also have some more Morats coming out. The Morats are all gorgeous, and these aren't really, aren't really going to change my mind on that. The Morats are brilliant um every time i see more more rats i get tempted to buy more rats i don't own any more rats i don't need any more rats stop trying to make me buy more rats i think you're gonna have to one day carlos stop it i don't want more rats i don't need more rats release things that aren't more rats so that i don't buy more rats these are gorgeous i love them um yeah yeah these these, these are another. so this is all stuff that's coming out next month um eve it's next month and yeah no this is stuff that's out this month. it is new though all right moving on one last positive thing before we get to the big news this week and it's news that we have been expecting for a while but before we get to it turnip 28 i did a couple of unboxings for turnip 28 a little while ago um those boxes are still on the shelf over there be quiet it's not my fault I got distracted. So, Turnip 28 is a game system that you can get into for free. It was built around the idea of it's all post-apocalypse, humans don't exist anymore, and root vegetables have taken over the world. So, literally, it's Turnip, and it's in 28. Well, you can't beat that. No. Uh, It also, basically, it's Napoleonic-type miniatures, but converted to look like they're root vegetables. I don't think you got that. Oh, I did. I just ignored it. Okay. (laughs) That was rutabaga of you. (laughs) That's even worse. So yeah, it, like it's Napoleonics, but with root vegetables. Like it's really, really easy conversion stuff to do. Like all you really need to do is like cover over the faces of the heads with some tufts and stuff. Um, they are releasing some digital STLs to help build your armies out. Um, they have for a very long time. Like there's been stuff that you could get for this made by other people, but you couldn't really buy anything from them. He really had no income into this incredible game that like it's very very good um and i like the fact that he actually finally you know actually be able to get something out of all of the work that he uh the sculpts are also really gorgeous i like in the first set of bodies how there's literally a bunch of carrots that's walking around inside a coat like what's not what's not to like about that um yeah 
Very, very different. Very, very good. You can have a lot of fun. I like the fact that there's peg legs that you can buy. That's literally root veg. Like there is actually, actually a beat there. He's doing some really nice work here. I, I did back this because I want to support the guy. Um, if you want to get in on this, like I said, this is a game that you can pick up for free. If you do a Google search for Turnip28, you will come across Facebook groups, official websites and everything. Very, very easy to get into. Buying Napoleonic miniatures is not hard. And not expensive. Uh, you will need to buy quite a few of them, though. So 3D printing is definitely a cheaper option to go. Um, and it means that you can kind of do a little bit more with them as well. He's doing he's doing something really nice there. There's new miniatures. There's new rules coming. Um, and it's very well funded by somebody in the community that honestly deserves to make some money out of the work that he's done. I don't know if you have opinions on what you're looking at or not. This is one of the weirdest things I've looked at in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's very um, weird. I, I I can't say I don't like it because I have no reference of what else is like this for me to like more or dislike more than what? Um, what you've never pictured root vegetables fighting each other? No. Nah. Oh, no. Wow. How shocking. <laughs> it, it is very different. Quite deliberately very very. Weird. And this is why I'm also not doing a um indie of the week this week. Oh, so not indie of the week. Aiming for the indie. I shouldn't be stealing names from other people. I, 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 will, I will say this, this is a, a, a radish thing, the guy. I agree. It is very radish indeed. Socks, do you also <laughs> do you have any opinions outside of it being very weird? No, not much. That's about it. Yep. It is interesting to, to see him doing it in a Napoleonic style of era game. Yeah, too. Uh, it's it's that's such a very specific, you know, war scenario. Yeah. yeah. It's not like, oh, the 18s or, or the 17s, whatever. No. No, it's Napoleonic. It's like when Napoleon was doing stuff, and it's rutabagas and turnips and parsnips. and Yeah. I th I could be wrong on this, but I think part of the reason is because Napoleonics is one of the only things that nobody ever does play with, stylus-wise. Everything else is... I mean, everything has been done. Like Even, like, Secret Project has been done. Uh, but Napoleonics is always just Napoleonics. Um, and I right. like somebody actually playing around with it yeah warlord yeah. games has their own napoleonic set through their black powder series yep yep but moving on so george there's this been there's this growing story that we've been i'm gonna get off the preview for? for a second so oh god <laughs> george has had george has had a rant several times over like there's been two common rants that we've had on the podcast over the mm -hmm. last few years one of them is mm -hmm. mine which is like which is when I get tired of Simon always pushing uh, new products mm -hmm. onto Kickstarter that don't belong there. Um, and the other one is one that, correct me if I'm wrong, George, you've been forced to hold back because I've had to keep you in line. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So uh, and there's a reason why I'm introducing this and not George, because George will have his time to go off in a second. Mythic Games have been snowballing for quite a while. And we had a conversation, was it last week we had this conversation? I think it was very recently where we were like, last week, we suspect that if nothing, like we, we were literally saying we expect them to be out of business next year. That was our prediction. Mm -hmm. uh, more accurately, that was George's prediction. Uh, and three days ago, we get all of the news. Um, yeah, so six I different properties have all been sold. Six? I thought there was five. What's the sixth one? Is it only, oh, I thought it was three. Oh, no, it's two and three. Sorry, no, you're right. It's five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I woke up Friday morning to seeing a link of Monolith Games where Mythic came, bought Reichbusters and Solomon Kane. Yep. Now Reichbusters <laughs> is a game that I put I brought into. Uh, I actually have a copy of that. Uh, it's still sitting on my shelf. It's a it's a really cool world. It's like it kind of feels very Wolfenstein ish. 
Like it's 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 stepping aside from World War Two and it's sci-fi in World War Two. Um, and Reich, yes, Reich is the inspiration. Solomon Kane is like a fictionalized version of well, it, it's literally the Solomon Kane done. Yeah. So yeah. if you're not familiar, Monolith Board Games is. They've done quite a few things, but the biggest one in my mind is the Conan one that I played semi-recently. Uh, I think that's probably one of their more successful ones. Um, I think as far as companies to buy these projects is concerned, that was definitely the right one. Yeah, so um, immediately after after seeing that news, um, I saw a post by Mythic Games, and this is quite literally the first time in months beyond a Kickstarter update you've heard anything of any merit from the company and uh, even even the their kickstarter pro even their kickstarter updates haven't had a lot of merit yeah. well yeah and, and and to that exception there is there was a, a it, it wasn't even a post it was a private message in a private it was a message in a private group about why am i being spammed with darkest dungeon app and leo in this private group said oh because mythic does not have a source of income right now we have to sell these games to have any sort of revenue stream. And that's when the community just went, holy crap, what's happening? They have no money? What the heck? And then there, then there was a post of 2023. We're moving. We're going to be moving in different directions. Um, this is also following a um, community manager and a painter exiting Mythic. Yep. Um, there's a third person that actually exited in October. Uh, name starts with a C, and I can't remember. And it was a pretty low-key exit. So, uh, that's Sam Neely, this painter, uh, two other staffing, you know, just like, just ne- never, ne- never mind the, all of the people that were let go to hire Sam Neely to begin with. That, yeah. Be, yeah. That too. So, and then they're talking about like, you know, focusing on intellectual properties. They're not going to any more, um, launches right now to focus on current projects. And then I saw a post, I couldn't see the article, I got into the group, and we find out that Simon had then bought the rights to Super Fantasy Brawl, Steam Watchers, and Enchant. Yep. So basically what leaves. they've done is they have sold five of their own intellectual property. Because uh, these were IPs that they had created. Well, you could mm-hmm. argue Solomon Kane, because obviously that is elsewhere. But no. like, this is all stuff that they had done. So now, but, at, uh, like, this is huge. What, yeah, th- this leaves them with virtually nothing to manufacture and sell right, with the exception of Darkest Dungeon. And I don't know if you've seen the ads on your face. They're still pushing hard, trying to sell copies. Yeah, well, there's be- still backers that still have not their copies. Including you. I, no, I, I didn't do Darkest Dungeon. Oh, sorry. My, 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 my beef is hell. Hell, I'm wrapped up $280, and last update was October of, hey, we've got all this stuff ready, but apparently Seed 6 and uh, there's another game, uh, Necromant. Um, they're the ones that they're pushing for in 2020. So those were like a year after, you know, the, the pledge for, for hell was, you know, taken out of my bank account and the, those were being pushed. Um, so, so here's the, here's the next part. And I, I've got the numbers here too. This is just numbers on Kickstarter. This is not add-ons and pledge managers. This is just Kickstarter number with Hell, Siege 6, Monster Apocalypse, Anister, and Necromancers. Mm-hmm. Mythic has an outstanding balance of $6.46 million in projects to send a uh, Kickstarter back. Yep. $6.4 million of product to deliver. And they've had to sell. Do they have any intellectual properties left to manufacture with right now or no? Uh, well, most of this stuff wasn't being sold retail. Most of this stuff was all... <laughs> 
Kickstarter exclusive because they're one of yeah, these was- companies that that because you got to remember Super Fantasy Brawl was supposed to be the one where they would go to they would finally go to retail. Nothing had ever gone to retail before that, and Super Fantasy Brawl never made it to retail because of the pandemic. Mm, it did because they sold it at Gen Con and Enchanted. They sold at Gen Con. Okay. Okay. Which you could, which you can argue that's retail because they had a booth set up to sell. Yeah, so. but that's not really what they were talking about. Yeah. So, so, but yeah. So we have this company that we 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 started to put them in that same category as Simon. They're too big to be on Kickstarter, and then we find out that they are literally doing Kickstarter Browning. after Kickstarter, using their reputation, trying to generate funds to literally continue projects that they've spent the money and the funding for already on something else. I think there might be something you're missing on. I'll, I'll, let me just state something first. No, go for it. And then go for you it. can correct me if I'm mistaking what you're saying. In the ca- like the six point whatever million that it was that they're owed custom, that's not seen on books as revenue. That's seen as debt. So that the fact that they don't have any money doesn't necessarily mean that they don't have the funds to complete that. It means that it doesn't count because it's not spoken. Okay, so of that six point four million, sixty mm. percent of that, in theory, should be set aside for you know the manufacturer of the game. Yes. The other, the other forty percent is profit for paying the employees and all that other. Where's that money at if they're having to sell intellectual properties and they're having to now specifically focus? And, and here's why they're focusing on Seed Six. There's uh, uh was it, uh uh the the video game company uh Obi Ubi... Ubisoft Ubisoft. Yeah. Seed Six is Ubisoft's actual property. Yeah. Mythic has licensed it to make the game. Mythic has already gotten into legal trouble with Ubisoft for saying something was going to be exclusive, and Ubisoft is like, no, it's not. You can't make this digital content exclusive. They're also, so, I could be, I, they, I believe that there's a story that their license is going to run out before it's, before it hits market, I believe was part of the problem as well, because it's been delayed mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. I don't know yep. if they have confirmed that or not, but I know that it was definitely something that's well, in the news. And, and here's the thing. They, there's so much media silence on their behalf that we can't figure find these things out until they've actually have to admit something that of something screwed up like yeah. here's a great one darkest dungeon right they had the pledge manager everyone's backing it yes take my money give me this amazing game oh hey you've got cards yes here's a card sleeve pack they close the pledge manager next update after that by the way if you sleeve all your cards they won't fit in the box now and there was such an uproar they had to reopen the pledge man and refund all the sleeve packs that people were canceling. i don't I'm going to agree with you on most of the stuff, but I don't think that's like realistically that's well, fairly no, like, common in the board game industry. If people, I don't think that's necessarily their fault. That particular one, um, well, except except for they stated that it would hell is stated that you'll be able to sleep your cards and put them in the box. Darkest Dungeon, they did the same thing. And they said, oh, because of the the, the changes and everything that we've made, oh, that's different. this isn't going to happen. That, that's yeah, different so, anymore. Yeah, yeah. So they they literally had to reopen the pledge manager. To do that. And, and that's probably why also Darkest Dungeon was also pushed out so quickly too. It's because another company who owns that property yeah. was tied up in that. So, And they're also going to have already paid for all of those sleeves that they're now not going to sell. So th- there's a couple of problems here. Th- this company has very clearly been hemorrhaging money for a while. Um, like We don't know how much. Like, like I said, like the, the fact that they've got six point whatever million dollars it was and that's undelivered mm-hmm. is not... In- Entirely part is not entirely what we're arguing here because that money well, it, is not like that. That money is separate and it's already spent in theory. Um, hopefully, because otherwise there's fraud going on. Um, well, 
and, and that's the, that's the next part of the discussion that's happening in the community is the other part is that nobody is actually receiving their product and haven't been for a long time what's well, the one and, that they were holding hostage darkest dungeon it is darkest dungeon yes yep i just wanted that to was clarify. the one they say hey if you watch your game you actually need to give us more money for ship yeah now it's here it's when ready we, to go. like we're on record for this and me and george disagreed on this because i kind of said well they probably don't have a lot of choice in the matter this very clearly is evidence that they have choice in the matter um but the fact that they are now selling owned property out from under the original backers is not okay granted i understand that they have to pay to store these things and if people are choosing not to pay for their postage and it means that they can't afford to send it out to them i understand but you also can't sell somebody else's property that's against the law it's been paid for either they need to come because either these people need to be refunded They said that they would look at it on a case-to-case basis, but were very clearly trying to ask people not to do that. Like, they were almost begging for people to give them more money at that point. And Mm -hmm. this was quite a while ago. Six months now? At least, yeah. Um, And it's it's gone on for that long that they're now trying to sell it to recoup some of their costs. So, so Bruce, let me remind you real quick. That $6.4 from the... That's just from, like, the initial... Pledge minus yes. 235. I'm in for a total of 283. Yeah. I added an additional 50. Oh, I know. Bucks. My so point wasn't I mean. so much the money, it was more yeah. that that money is not part of what we're having. The, the thing I was trying to point out was that on book until that is delivered it appears as a debt as far as finances is concerned. Um the fact that they don't, don't the fact that they don't, don't have any money, I don't think from my understanding, unless they're cooking their books, and that is not the accusation we're making, from what I understand, them not having money doesn't mean that they can't finish the games that they haven't because that money's already been spent. That six point whatever million it was plus whatever that we can't track is already spent on that product. Therefore it's not in their banks. They don't have any money for regular operating costs. Obviously if they go out of money, then all of these other games are gone too, because then the company doesn't, but well, it's, it's, that's yeah, a separate and, and, problem. And that, that's the next step, right? I think they're desperately trying to keep from defaulting because they specifically said they're not launching more campaigns. I think they're specifically trying to keep from defaulting because if they default on that, they're defaulting on at least 6.4 million. That is going to cause actual like lawsuits. Like no, no one, like governments are going to be like, yeah, you defrauded. There's possible conversation about that anyway, which at this particular point, mythic games are in big trouble. Now make no mistake. None of these five properties would have been sold if they didn't need to sell them. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Busters definitely had more money in it. Like, there was definitely more money in the well for that. Uh, it wasn't a perfect game when it came out, from what I understand, but it was still fun. And there was a lot of people waiting for Reichbusters too. Um, well, and Super Fantasy Brawl. Like, the... I did, I did join that community page to get the to the article for Simon and the amount of people that were upset that Simon owns this now and like they don't support Europe, they don't care about anyone outside of America, and like they're all pissed off at Simon. Simon also don't have a great reputation now either, but for different prop, but for different reasons. But, um, so, but here's the right. They're they're not mad at Mythic. No. Oh, Simon's terrible. You know, just like look at Mythic. If yeah, yeah. Mythic was actually managing things properly and doing things like other manufacturers have, they wouldn't be in this situation. Because if you look at all these other companies that have operated through COVID and all these other problems, they're still in business. They're still doing updates. They're still producing. You know, here's another one we don't talk a lot about. Awaken Realms. Yeah, yep. They've had no issue. Yeah. The problem, the problem so, with Kickstarter is if you're relying on Kickstarter and nothing but Kickstarter, 
which is very clearly what these guys were doing. Uh, CMON don't exclusively operate on Kickstarter, but most Kickstarter by design runs extremely thin. Like you, you run the product mm-hmm. through, you get a little bit of profit from it enough to keep on going for the next one. It's like, because that's the cost of you being on Kickstarter. People won't back it if they're not getting a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the percentage that you should in theory be making like there's a percentage of that that actually goes to kickstarter as well um and playing devil's advocate here in the specifically with the darkest dungeon specifically darkest dungeon you can make an argument that the postage cost on that can be justified because that was before everything went to crap you cannot make that argument with anything else though but the argument with the document i know i know there's a reason why there's a reason i worded it the way i did yeah if they if they had stayed on their timeline, which that's one of the things of yep. you know, because it should have been delivered Kickstarter. twelve this months is, earlier. This is our timeline. It, yeah, it should have been delivered before that was even an issue. Yeah. So so, but very clearly, what they have not done that companies like Simon do do is made adjustments before the Kickstarter went live of. What if something goes wrong? I need to have just-in-case funds. You do not need to advertise that you're putting just-in-case funds as a percentage in there, but you should be putting them in because you know what happens? Bad things, delays, production delays, and all of it costs you money, and you need to make allowances yep. for that. Um, well, very clearly, if they did, they didn't allow enough. And to be fair, too, you know, we're just going to use, you know, CMON again. I think the latest they've been on a project has been six months. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't... I, ha- I have to look here because I'm, I'm still tracking it. Um, so, hell, it's currently 500. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, completely unacceptable. Yeah. So, uh, for those that are wondering, because I've, I vaguely mentioned CMON and not the, I, I'm, CMON always deliver their product. That is not what I am referring to. And I'm only explaining this because I don't want to come across, I don't want to be accused of saying things that I did. I am specifically, like when I say that their reputation is not very good either, I am specifically talking about the way that the Song of Ice and Fire community have been treated because there's been a number of times that products have been released for that game that was literally sold at a premium and then unable to be used before it got to the customer. This has happened more than once. On that game. That's what I'm referring to as far as reputation. Um, I do not play that game, so there is no, like, there's no bias there in that. Like, it's just something. There was a whole update that they had to do with the game and rebalancing and stuff, which happens for every game. That's fine. Uh, but basically, they did that, and as it was being shipped, they changed it again, meaning that all of these very expensive cards that got sent out to customers were unable to be used by the customer before they received. And they, there was no replacements. There was no... Like, that, that, that is the sort of thing that Simon have a reputation. To, to be fair, Mythic has done. It, it's not an exclusive thing. I, I'm yeah. just explaining... Because so, not everybody yeah. watching is going no. to understand why parts of the community are going, well, I hate the fact that Super Fantasy Brawl is owned by them. Um, because Simon are a very popular company. And some people... Don't understand how anybody could have a problem. Uh, and hey, you know what? Games Workshop has a similar reputation uh, and people don't understand how people... Like, it, it is something that happens in yeah. our space oh, yeah. quite regularly. Oh, no, for sure. Yeah. Hell, there's still people that try to blame TT Combat for the way that the Drop Fleet Commander game was done. And they weren't even involved in the Drop Fleet Commander Kickstarter. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, I... I think that's probably probably about all we can talk about at this point. I mean, we, we, yeah. we've covered the the details, the 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 shocking, like you know, what what we were starting to suspect. Yeah, it's it's it is that bad. Yeah, I, I don't think Mythic are out of the woods yet either. I I very much think that they're not out of the woods. Uh, it's how they deal with these funds at this point that's going to make the difference. Uh, I am certainly not going to sit here and say that I think Mythic games are okay now. 
I think Mythic Games need to prove a lot of things before people, and it needs to start with trying to negotiate with the Darkest Dungeon guys. For, um, if also, they don't have a choice in the matter, they need to come to the party in some ways. They need to deal with that because it's not okay. I, I, I think another thing they should probably start doing too is maybe consider making games non-exclusive and just, here's a game, back it, and it's going to go to retail. Yeah. And don't do exclusive games. Well, the entire industry needs to make a change anyway because I, I, yeah. I, I said this quite a few months ago. And I'm going to say it again, uh, big box games are very clearly not as marketable as they once were. Um, no, ship, shipping is just going to make that. Uh, yeah. Moving on, this is a nice nice little quick one. Last episode, we had a look at Crooked Dice. Uh, me and Sox had a lovely look through their website. I did not talk mm-hmm. about the fact that these are coming because these are definitely not Gremlins. It's definitely not Gremlins. See, they're called Griblies. It's totally different. Uh, so just for Sox, I, I know... George, I think you're familiar with Crooked Dice when I tried to look at them the first time. There's a lot of things that they release that are very recognizable and it's like i know what that's supposed to be but it's not that. It, it's so it's very much a lot of that. Yeah. Um uh, there's there's a lot of definitely not James Bonds. Uh there was mm-hmm. definitely not Flash Gordon. What else did we see while we were looking? Um they they have definitely not um whatever he means. Definitely not Ghostbusters. I own them. Um yeah, these are definitely not Gremlins, uh to the point where you can literally see stuff from the movies. Like you've got the cra- you've got the flasher gribbly, uh you've got the caroler gribbly, you've got the guy wearing his three D glasses, the scientist from the second movie. Uh there's there Gizmo. is there's definitely not Gizmo, yeah. They're different enough that you can argue that, yes, okay, they are their own thing. Um, I really like this stuff. And, and I'm going to say this. I think I think there's money in an actual proper Gremlins board game. And if somebody was to do it, I think Simon would be the right company. Because basically all you need to do is reskin Zombicide to make it work and change it. <laughs> like, that's all you would need to do. You would have to change oh a few God. things, you are, obviously. You're not wrong. You are so not wrong. Oh, my God. It's money waiting um, to be printed. Now, granted, somebody else could also just take it and reskin it too. Um, there was a company that did that with the Ghostbusters that I used to have. I don't anymore. Yeah. Um, um, I really like God, these. They're so cute. I would, I would love that. So, um, yeah, like I, I, I vaguely remember looking at this. I, I, I clicked on some of the other things. Yeah, this is like it's not the. Yeah. Look, look at what my hand's doing over here. These are not this. Look at my hand. It's over here. It's doing a thing. See, yeah. look, look. Yeah, I, I would. I, I know I said this last episode, but if you haven't already, have a look at the Crooked Dice website. Like, seriously, have a look at the website. I guarantee you they will have things that you will recognize and that you will want to find a reason. Um, if you want to reskin a game and have something that's... Ba- like, if you want to reskin Warhammer and have it so that it's not around sci-fi and it's around goblins, um, y- you could very easily do... Like, very, very easily do that on this website. Um, yeah. Let's discuss some hobby. Dream, blue, crying, paint. George, you've had four weeks since we've last seen you. Oh, it's all arrived. Or no. are you still waiting on the other one? Yeah, so the uh, the Sigmar was available for order or the uh, 40K was. So... There's um, also been there's also been delivery issues with a lot of this stuff too. Um, not that I've heard of, but no, that there's know, store it, it, there's stores that didn't receive their stock that they were supposed to get and have had to go. Oh, yeah, which is it's it that's just a thing that happens that, in this industry, that, like an actual logistics thing. Not yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I do have the custodies box on the way too because that is an army I've been wanting to do, and I it's right around a hundred dollars savings on each box, except for the Skaven. I think the Skaven was I think it was like one hundred and twenty savings on the Skaven box. So you don't want to have friends anymore. That that's what you're admitting. 
Like you, you, you want you want to scare off the last of the friends that you still have. <laughs> what with the custodies? Yeah, like you're not allowed to have friends and custodies at the same time. It's not true. It's a myth. So, but yeah, I've I've always wanted to do a custodies army just like for the look, not so much maybe. I mean, okay, yes, they're high point value per model, so you don't need you know thirty thousand like you do with Skavens. Yeah, so, but that, that's a good thing, not a bad thing. Yeah. So, but I, I like armies that are high point value because I have to buy less. So. Um, but at the savings, I was just like, I've always wanted trees. I've always wanted them. I love the look of them. And I've always wanted them because of how they play. Hold the box up again because stupid. Socks looks like he's... Con- no, I'm looking at this in that, uh, the Siren. Oh, you... Siren? Siren's no, not the Siren, sorry. The Immortal that we saw for Drop Squad. Oh. Uh, oh. oh, that's right. We was Yes, yes, yes. Good point. We will come back to... We will We will do game talk. Okay. We'll do game talk and we're going to talk about Drop Squad. Da-da-da! Anyway, so I, for, I forgot. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, re- I really haven't gotten much done. Um, anything else otherwise? Except I did put my table to use as a uh, a secondary table for Thanksgiving. So it's sturdy enough to hold food. So it's sturdy enough to to game. Yep. <laughs> right. Yep. Hobby wise for me. Uh, since I last showed off my Black Sun Enforcers, I've done nothing. Uh, because I was waiting to get the new purple bottle of paint that I was wanting to get and I was at the game store today actually and because I didn't want to do it over Black Friday uh-uh, I'm not going out and dealing with crowds for one bottle of paint and uh so that's no. a good decision yeah so I got my bottle of paint so over the next uh two weeks actually I'll probably have most of that stuff done by the time we come back on the 7th of January because I have almost every other day off uh in between Christmas and New Year off of work so well, I should have some plenty of time to, uh, and we're not going anywhere. So I should have plenty of time to finish up my lats as well as my black sun. That's Bruce. What are you up to? Nothing. Well, no, I have had a few things. I have <laughs> had a few. Th- um, all right. So I have a secret project that I've been working and it's a very secret project. There's definitely not at least 30 to 40 people that know about this by now. It's very secret. <laughs> um, I have admitted what the secret project is a few times. I am actually working on a game of my own. Um, and I have been working on models for that. And I'm going to show off some of my work. There we go. So, first things first. This is an Infinity model that is, well, his name is Fat Yuan. And originally, this is holding a gift. And originally, the bit that I just knocked off, originally this, which is a giant jetpack, was covered in gifts as well. As you can see, I'm very slowly cutting off all of the gifts. I'm probably going to have to recreate the top of, well, no, probably. I will have to recreate the top of the jet turbine. Because um, basically, I'm just, I'm trying to convert it so that it doesn't look like a Christmas mini. And then it's just a guy on a motorbike. Uh, I've cut off his Santa hat. And now it's kind of more of just a, like a skull cap type thing. Uh, it is probably flatter than it should be but it's just a test model it's fine um like literally these are just test models and that's all they're intended i i'm actually really happy with how how it turned out the um gift that he was holding i slowly cut out as well and he's now holding what is essentially going to be a lead pipe um and otherwise it's just a big burly guy on a motorbike because of course it is uh so i'm really happy with how that's turning out really happy um our patreons have been seeing this for at least a month at this point so i've also been working on some games workshop model because i've been tempted to buy these for a while for test models and i finally gave in so these are all lightly very lightly um converted um to the point where on this particular model the only thing that's changed you'll notice all of them have things cut off their shoulders uh which was sci-fi looking lights and my game is not sci-fi, so I wanted to get rid of those. Everything else is just like, yeah, look, I know it looks sci-fi, but it's just for a test model. I don't care too much. This kit actually does come with melee options as well as guns. 
So I've deliberately given these guys melees. So this guy has a crowbar. This guy has an axe that he's holding in the most uncomfortable way possible. Like, literally, it's not going to work. Uh, there's also this guy with a hammer. It's like a comically large ball pin hammer. You'll all notice that none of them have faces because they are not going to be getting there. These are originally from the Gene Skill cult, and obviously I want these guys to be human, so they will be getting human heads. And then I have a quad. I didn't have any quad bikes. Uh, I don't have the rules for these finalized yet. I know in my head how they work, uh, but they're not being tested yet because I'm not ready for that. But this is supposed to have like a giant gun on the back, uh, which I did not include, and I've covered it over with. This is like an ammo box that actually had an ammo clip that continues out. I cut off the ammo clip, and then this is for a flamer that also had a hose that connected to the gun and I cut the hose off so now it just looks like he's just packed a whole heap of random stuff and because he can I've also covered over the front of the bike with another bag because I can. and he's holding up traveling at 80 kilometers an hour and hitting somebody over the head with the wrench sounds like a smart idea speaking of smart ideas one of these guys has a mine sitting on the top oh no there we go I didn't use it in the end he has um fuel tanks on the back of his bike because there's nothing that ever could ever possibly go wrong with that bruce real quick just a quick interjection as you're talking about doing uh, an atv with atv rules and stuff like that yes please consider the old you know riding death machines of the tricycle atvs as a model in your game as in like an atv with one wheel in front like a tricycle that if you turn too sharp you roll and kill yourself you Oh, okay. That's what you're about. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you should consider, like, maybe adding those, too, because that would be very fitting for what you're trying to do. And I... Possibly. I'd have to work a little bit on that. I mean, quad-wise, I mean, the big thing with quads, obviously, for those that don't know, the big thing on quads is that when you're riding a four-wheeler, uh, you can't really take corners very well at a spa, at a at a speed because you will roll the thing and kill yourself um so that's going to be the weakness of those as they are going to have to slow down before they turn uh but i'm not at the more level so if you got three wheels one in front <laughs> which is why they outlawed outlawed them in the states what 20 30 20 years ago in the 80s yeah 30 years ago yeah you don't 30 years ago you can buy but you can buy trike harleys for some uh because the, the way it's those the... are set up yeah like they're they're lower and like the, the wheel, wheel like base. yeah true. goes like this instead of like this yeah yeah no that yeah that's a, yeah so yeah that, like at this particular point i am in the testing phase uh i'm only testing core mechanics at this stage this is project that you will hear snippets of here and there um this is what i was on the beast of war or on tabletop show talking about a month a few months ago mentioned that so it is news that's out um game talk <laughs> Talk nerdy to me. So, Socks, it wasn't you that was talking about this. It no, was it Nigel. Me. So we last, was it last episode? Yeah, it was last episode. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about how, like, where Drop Squad got its name from. TT Combat, it's called Drop Squad, for the record. It's going to be called Drop Squad, whether you call it that or not. Community Just, will call it Drop Squad. Yeah. If, if you don't, we will make sure that the entire community does call it Drop Squad, and you'll just have to redo all your packaging to call it Drop Squad. It's a name that we gave to you for free. Just use it. It's fine. We don't even want credit for it. Anyway. A little, bit, little bit of credit. A little bit of credit. Three minutes here for all of us. May, maybe make a joke at the fact that we're not getting credit. No, actually, no, don't do that. That would actually come... <laughs> if they did that, people would think that they're actually... Like, people would actually think that they're stealing credit for something which they're not. So that's probably bad advice. Anyway, we have already seen The Scourge. We saw that 12 months ago because that was part of yeah, the 12 was, days of Christmas. Yeah. So, yep. This week, we have had a few things. Well, over the last two weeks, sorry. 
Yeah. So we had seen this particular image already. This is the Pungari. And when we were talking last episode, we were trying to figure out whether the Shaltari in the background was actually a mini or if it was a picture, because it could have been either. Uh, Well, we now know for a fact that it was definitely a mini. That is the mini, or at least that's the prototype of the mini. We have also now seen the Resistance. And as of this morning, we've also seen the PHR. Uh, I think PHR has taken the number one spot as far as model is concerned. Like that, that is yeah. easily the best model in the drop squad commander range right now. Um, now, just for the record, they're definitely not working on a drop squad commander game. We're definitely not getting a drop squad commander coming out at some point soon. That's why we've seen five, four of the five factions. Four so it's five. definitely, we'll it's definitely not happening. With which how is much also released in the last two weeks. I wouldn't be surprised if we see them in the next. I would be surprised as well. Um, the UCM is the only one we haven't seen. Um, it's going to be interesting. We've it's gotten to the point where we've actually started making predictions as to when the release is going to happen. Uh, my prediction was Gen Con next year uh, because it, it's a fairly common read, release time. That's, that's that that still gives them eight months or so for playtesting, model development, all that stuff. It's either going to be that. It's either going to be that or Gen Con will be where they're talking about a Kickstarter if they intend to do it, which wouldn't entirely surprise me. Or a third option, because of where they're at, UK game. True. Actually, that is a good point. If they were doing Kickstarter, that would make sense. What time of year is that again? June? June? Yeah, I want to say... I want to say it's fall. It's not during the winter, so it's... it's, I want to say May, maybe. So Star Wars Legion, when that was announced, it was announced at Gen Con, but they didn't release it until Christmas time. So Gen Con... We could... TT Combat could do the same thing. They could do the the show at June. Gen Con. Or, oh, so, I was right. Expo, okay, so they could do UK Expo or Gen Con as their pre-show release, and then wait until Christmas time of, of next year as yep. the, as the actual. Who knows? But I think Gen Con or UK Expo probably Gen Con would be pro- more realistic. Yeah. In terms of it depends on how fa- for- it depends on how far along the development of the game is. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. We 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 definitely did not have confirmation that it was being worked on. Uh, during an interview that we did last year. Uh, there definitely was not hypotheticals raised about how they, in theory, how they would develop it if it was a thing that existed. Uh, like, we know for a fact that Drop Squad Commander is something that they have been working. Uh, we have had confirmation off the record that it was in the pipeline several times. Uh, we also, then again, also have a, a fairly working knowledge of how large that list is of things. So it was always a question of when it actually became a priority. I suspect that given that we are now seeing minis, that it is a priority. Um, so Drop Squad Commander, the name comes five years ago from an interview that was done by... No, it was done by well, Nigel. It was done by Nigel, but I also talked about it a little bit at Gen Con too, and Dave said, no, there's, I'm not going to say anything at that time too. So. Oh, okay, fair enough. It yeah, just wasn't yeah, on record. The, the, the original, um, the original. I mean, I, I need to pull a hard drive to see if I still have it on. We're, we're uh, actually looking yeah. for the original. We because it was the interview comes from before the getting table days. It's from our old group. Yeah. Um, if we can find it, we have permission to use it from the person. So because I would like to do a history of it, uh, including yeah. that, yeah. including the interview that I'm that I was hinting at earlier, uh, and everything we've seen. So. I, I, I distinctly remember how the question was asked because Nigel did not have his reading glasses and he was trying to read the question and Dave was just like, what? Let me read that. He's like, are you going to do this? Like, uh, no comment. No, nope. can't comment on that. <laughs> yeah. From memory, it was George's question. From memory. Yes. I, I could yes. be wrong on that, but I'm fairly sure it was George that coined the phrase. 
drop squad commander, which is why I always make the thing about we're giving you the name for free. We don't want credit because we made it up for you. Um, that is where that comes from. If you want to give us credit and send us an army, <laughs> by all means, well, I'll take one. And if you want us to preview it, we'll be happy to preview them too. Oh, we'll happily preview it. In fact, we'll preview Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, PHR, <laughs> PHR, Nasty Scourge, and uh, Nasty Shotsari. But I'll have the best one. So who cares? Shotsnenigans. <laughs> if, if by any chance that's even vaguely considered, please I give know. us a heads up so that I can maybe try to get time off and actually paint the stuff up in advance before we show it off, just mm-hmm. for the record. Uh, not like we, we do not expect, um, but no. Yeah. So there we go. We, we've had our At game. Least just come on, drop squad. Just call it drop squad. Just, just do that. Oh yeah. Anyways, the, the reason that we're saying talk? this is everybody's going to call it that anyway. We, we know for a fact, because it was set off the record, well, I know for a fact, because it was set off the record, uh, that they were trying to toy around with coming up with a name for the game. Um, and funnily enough, companies rarely do that if it's a game that they're not actually going to make or are maybe already make so. And the fact that we know that we're not getting drop Fleet Commander 2nd Edition anytime soon means that they have to have been working on something. All right. Anyway, back to the original game talk? Yes. Oh, yeah. Scourge? It yeah, is. Scourge. All right. So, the Scourge are very clearly the heroes of this game. Why else would you Whatever. call them? Why else would you call them the Scourge? <laughs> it's very clearly propaganda made up by the UCM because they're trying to hide the fact that the UCM is the true villains of the game. That's why the PHR got kicked off the planet. Yep. And da, da, da. Yep. Anyway. Kicked cause... off. We left valiantly. <laughs> they died valiantly at the same time. The, the PHR <laughs> showed up and said, you will all die. Please come with us and we will save you. Listen to the white... Yep. And so they yeah. ran away like cowards. The UCM got oh, defeated and then the run away like so. cowards. Didn't even try to rescue the resistance at all the resistance are are, are the are the real scourge of this I mean, they, they just won't let all, all the scourge want to do is take over every planet that they come to what's so wrong with that by being by also being chased by the shatari or or anyway we shoot things yeah all right anyways we're going calling on with our conversation that we kind of had a couple of weeks ago with ucm um, yeah what to build with your scourge army after starter set yeah. So we'll, starting we'll off first, so the Scourge starter army is literally two of the older starter sets for the price of one of them uh, with an extra mini attached. So you get 12 bases of Scourge warriors, all in invader APCs. Uh, you also get six Marauder dropships, which is the CD stacker looking things here in the back of the image. That's the mini CD stacker. Yeah, I know. I that's have the big one. CD stacker. There is literally one that's like twice the size. Three, four times the size. It's huge. It, it's a good six or seven inches. Anyway. Yeah. Um. You also get the Despot, which is the resin mini. Yeah, there. It's that's in the center. Better. It's in the center. Uh, so that's what you get in this particular. So as you can see in the image, you do get quite a lot for your 35 pounds. You, um, you should get some hunters and some... Uh... What are they? Rapiers. Oh, sorry. Yes, I, I did. I knew I was missing something. So the tanks like- here is I don't. I can never remember which one is which. I think it's the rapiers in the front and the hunters off to the side. The reapers are the AA tanks. The reapers are the the main anti tank. Reaper is the one with the two, right? Yes. 
Okay, I was right. Good. Yep. I was right. That's all that matters. So that's what you get in your starter set. It's actually a pretty good starter set. In all honesty, this is what most people were buying uh, in the old version anyway. They were basically buying two starter sets and combining them together and then attaching stuff. But like in our original conversation with the UCM, we like to suggest a couple to add. Now, these aren't necessarily the utmost things that's going to destroy all of your opponents. We're just trying to add things that do something that the starter set does not or gives you options. Uh, we are deliberately not discussing the behemoths because our opinion is, is that you don't want to start the game there. You want to build to that later um, because once you add a behemoth into the game, it's a different game. So we're not saying that they're not good. They are good. We know that. Uh, it's just if you're starting out, it's not where you want to start. Build up to that to play later. Uh, George, you want to speak about some very pretty pets? that definitely aren't giant worms that's going to tear through your body? Well, yeah, so uh, take the razor worms because that transport, it shoots them, so... Well, I haven't got to that yet. <laughs> oh, well, then why am I talking Spoilers. about this when that's a, follow- a follow-up? No, I was going to talk-, talk about that next. That's okay. Anyways, oh, am I talking about the other one? No, the you're talking worm. about the razor worms. Why oh, are you talking about the razor worms? So, um, well, in one, they don't take up any spots in the transport. Well, you were talking about the transport that shoots them, and that's why I was talking about the razor work. So you should have talked about the transport for it. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, George. Just keep going. Yeah, yeah. So, one, they're cheap. Two, they don't take up any transport slots in the actual transport. They just, you know, they go. Uh, you can't embark them, um, but they do start embarked. But you, you shoot them. They don't actually, you know. So, okay. Um, There's a couple of ways that you can use the razor worms. You can, in theory, pay for these, and they will come onto the board in a transport and then disembark. If you're doing it that way, they do take up one of your spots. Alternatively, the unit I'm going to talk about next has the ability to fire these things, which basically means that you're spawning. Um, that, so it's two different scenarios. Uh, they come in squads of one to three. They can only move three inches, so you do need to get them onto the board somehow. But once they come out of their transport, they can't go back in. Yep. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of a one-and-done thing. That it's uh, get them in the building, harass the uh, the opponent's uh, infantry in there. Yeah. Um, so you're walking in, you're, you're working in, you're walking into the call center full of scammers with a lunchbox full of cockroaches. You open the box and run away. You're never getting those cockroaches back in the box again. This I'm, is one model I would love to see for Drop Squad. I mean, we'll probably see them, but I want to see the mini for Drop Squad. Oh, I agree. For sure. The, I, I would argue that these have to be in Drop Squad. Um, something else that I'm going to talk about, I would argue, needs to be in Drop Squad as well. Um, armor 8, damage 3, infantry 2+, plus. they are bloodthirsty, uh, which I believe is the thing where they can't hold... Um, objectives. Objectives. Dodge a 5+, plus. they have teeth and claws, so everything is close quarters. Uh, energy 7, reduced 1. Plus, they, I they love these cool. things. I was going to talk about, thanks for the spoilers, the Corruptor Hive Ship. Because A, looks cool. Look how cool it looks. Uh, this is 80 points. They come in a squad size of 1 to 2. They move 24 inches. They've got active countermeasures. It's got an armor of 10. Uh, damage 2. It's an aircraft. Of course it is. It has a plasma hose. It can move and fire for 12 inches. Uh, it's only front arc. Uh, full range is 6 inches. Close is 6 inches. So it's only shooting... Close up, but that's kind of the scourge thing anyway. Five shots, accuracy of four plus, four energy, and it's got a focus three. But this is the thing that George was referring. Razor worm pod. pod. During this squad's activation, each unit may launch a razor worm volley at a garrison within six inches. Roll one dice for each unit launching a volley. Rolls of one have no effect. For every roll of two to four, place one unit of razor worm in that garrison. For every roll of five to six, 
two units of razor worms in that garrison. All razor worm units launched into a garrison at the same time from the same squad count as a single squad. That squad is the same battle group as the launching squadron and may activate in the same round they are spawned. Although, do not have to re-roll damage if shooting unit in the garrison this round. Uh, the garrison receives an equal number of collateral damage tokens uh, to units of razor worms placed. So, yes, like like George was hinting at, um, the thing I was going to talk about launches these guys, which is why I wanted you to talk about them first before I did. Oh, gotcha, okay. But yeah. yeah, that's why you would want to pick up some razor worms because that's a good unit to pick up. And then if you're going to be able to launch razor worms for free, yeah, launch razor worms. You're going to need razor worms. Get them. Yeah, yeah. you you are going to need them. They are a must buy. I would argue. Um, they also they come in. I want to say it's a thing of that's a thing of six. I would probably recommend by picking up two packs of them just because it's a good thing to have. Um, because there's multiple ways. Also, they're quite. Uh, you get six units of them for eight pounds. It's dirt. Uh, so socks. What are you covering first? So I'm gonna. I would recommend a heavy unit called the Subjugator Arthropod which is a mech unit, squad size of 1, 100 points, has a movement of 8, uh, active countermeasures, 13 armor, 9 damage, it's a walker type, large and resilient as well. Um, it has a transport value of 3 for the type of transport that it takes. It has an electroweb caster, which is a move of, uh, fire value of 4, front arc, 9-inch uh, full, 9-inch countered, one-shot accuracy plus energy 12, but it's also a tech killer, so if you're facing... Behemoths. This thing can do really well, but it, this thing can't be used for building in particular. That's what Tech Killer. Um, but then also has Resure Claws, so if you're one inch away, which is the range for this thing, full or countered, uh, you get two shots and two plus accuracy for 10 energy because it has a bunch of claws uh, on it that you can use to uh, take apart some, some smaller, lighter tanks and whatnot. But one of the reasons why I would take this is because it's movement of eight allows you to get within six inches of someone because it has a subjugation field and enemy non-behemoth units that activate within six units of this six inches of this unit reduce the number of actions they can perform by to, by one to a minimum of one so if you get this thing close the number of actions your enemy is going to be able to perform is going to go down additionally enemy infantry may not benefit from scan tokens while they or uh while they are garrison in the garrison they are occupying and are also with six inch so this is nice because there are some scenarios where the objectives are considered hidden and the object and the infantry have to go in and try and find those and if they have scan tokens that they've gotten from nearby uh allied units that it benefits their ability when they're rolling the dice for these uh scanning rolls so if you have one of these subjugators nearby they can't benefit from those tokens and may allow you to find the objective sooner than they, they than they will yeah. Yep. So pretty nice. Uh, it, Very it, much doing something that the starter box can't. Like quite. Um, yeah. And playing around with your opponent, and making it harder, is fun. Fun indeed. Always fun. Yep. George. Uh, the other one we fun. gave you uh, was the screamer. Yes, the screamer. That's right. Now this thing. This thing's brilliant. It is an exotic, so you can only have you know a few for so many points, but it is so worth the points of, of 40 that it costs. has a move of 6, E plus 2 for its CM, armor of 9, damage of 4, infantry 2 plus. So this is an infantry that goes into the buildings just like everything else. Cute. With its armor of 9 and damage of 4. Uh, it's also bloodthirsty so it can't hold anything, but that doesn't matter because huge claws. Front and side with a range of 1 in, 2 shots, accuracy of 2 plus, uh, energy of 11. Yeah, so you're getting through armor quite Infantry taking out a tank pretty much. Yep. Yeah. Which is um, what it's it for. Has, yeah, and then it has a, a hunting scream which is close quarters, uh, one shot. That's it. It screams. Yep. Um, 
But there, there's, there's more. There's more. It's abhorrent. An enemy infantry in the same or linked garrison suffer a further minus one penalty when searching for objectives and a plus one penalty to their fortitude. So that's cool. Yeah, because uh, they're sweet. so busy panicking that this giant monster's coming out them they can't think and look properly. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, squeeze. When this unit enters a garrison or starts its activation in a garrison, it causes D3 collateral damage to that garrison. So, a free D3 roll. Uh, Bruce, even you can't screw that up. Oh, okay. I'll get at three. least a one. Yeah. <laughs> Always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but one, two, or three. I mean, getting a one, that's better than, like, you know, one or six. Yeah. So, um, and then finally, hunting screen. When a unit is targeted by this web screamer doesn't roll damage as normal instead the controlling pay player rolls a dice for every damage point remaining in the targeted squad and consults their fortitude for every roll under the fortitude value that squad loses one damage point with no save of any kind this thing is nasty so and, and when when enemy units already have a penalty of plus one to their fortitude rolled this thing's going to tear through infantry pretty quickly especially yeah. if there are other exotics which is kind of nasty which you know and, and that's why it is an exotic you know you can't just you know spam these so yeah uh but if you if you do put this in the right building it will be effective and it will frustrate your opponent um you're not going to hold an objective with it but you can't do that with you know, some of the other features of the scourge army and you're really not going to care about you know holding all the object you're going to care about you know frustrating your opponent prevent them from holding an objective while you hold other objectives plus look at the mini Look at how huggable this thing clearly is. I mean, it's just good. Wouldn't you just like, like to snuggle with this thing for it? No, no, you would be running terrified. Um, it is also probably worth noting that both of their weapons that affect infantry specifically state either targeted or enemy. So you can still have your guys in those buildings and still achieve whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. But obviously you want to get your guys out before the building collapse. That's going to be your yeah. thing. Uh, Socks, you had a cool way of getting this onto the board. So yes, yeah, so this one, so this next one I'm going to talk about is the Harbinger troop ship, which can bring in these streamers, but there's a second variant, which is the drop ship, which can bring in the subjugator that I talked about first. So either one of these is, it would be great. You can actually magnetize these uh yes so you can change the, the just the little front chin piece that they have um so i'll just go over the troop ship for example as a movement of 18 armor or, or counter active countermeasures 11 armor four damage it's an aircraft type it can carry two screamers two yep. screamers or one subjugator the drop ship the drop ship can carry one subjugator uh or you can carry where's the other some uh that's the drones that so, for example, the spider yep, drone. Right. Yeah. Um, so it can carry two drones as well. No, it's not the vampires. drones. Vampires. Yeah, the vampires. So you can carry two vampires as well. But anyways, back to the, the unit stats. So these things have a plasma bomb, which is a nine-inch movement fire. It's a rear arc, uh, range three full and range three countered. One shot, five plus, 11 energy. It has Devastator 2 against infantry and scenery. So you get this thing near infantry that's out in the open and you're going to just tear through these as well as buildings or other scenery items. But then you can have optional weapons as well. You can get a mini arc caster, which also has a nine inch moving fire front arc, six inch full, six inch countered, one shot, six plus accuracy, seven inches or seven energy, sorry. And it's an AA2. So this thing can help shoot down enemy aircraft. 
flying by. Or you can get an acid screamer for, again, a 9-inch moving fire, front arc, 6 inches range, full and countered. 8 shots, 3 plus accuracy, 4 energy, and it's a flame weapon. So the mini arc caster special rule is if targeting an aircraft, this weapon hits on a 2 plus. If targeting a scenery piece, this weapon hits on a 6 plus. So, so that's your little mini arc caster. And then you can take the arc caster or the acid streamer for 15 points. So you can yeah. take either one of those. Um, but again, you can't, have, you can't have both. It's one or the other. Correct. But again, with this thing taken in either your streamer or the drone or the uh, vampires or the subjugator, depending on what variant you're taking. Also having that plasma bomb that you can destroy enemy infantry or destroy buildings is pretty handy to have uh, as another type ship, drop ship yeah. variant. Because you're going to so, want to get those other units in quickly onto the board. And these are the only ones you can take it if you're going to take a subjugator or those screamer. Yeah. So there's two different models here. Uh, one of them is the Harbour Drop Troop Ship that can take the Screamer and or Vampires or Drones. Vampires. Or the Harbinger Drop Ship can take uh, the Subjugator and or Vampires. The weapon options on both of them are the same, with the exception yep. that the Drop Ship can't have the Flamer. Otherwise, everything Correct. else is the same. Uh, and then finally, I want to talk about something that's not related to anything else. Big Halting Brutes, the Demolisher. In the two games that I've played of this game, I used the Demolishers and just ran through things. It was just so much fun. Uh, these are Shock Troops, so that you will want to bring these on. They only have a movement of two. Uh, countermeasures are passive 4+. plus. I believe it's passive. Yeah. Yep. Um, armor, 9. Damage, 3. Uh, they're infantry type 2+. plus. They are resilient. Lovely. Uh, they cannot move and fire. They have a plasma charger, front side and rear. 6 inches, either full or counted. 3 shots, 3 plus accuracy. Energy, 10. Reduced, 1. Uh, they also have a shard cannon, which is only close quarters. 6 shots. There is no energy on that. It's close quarters. Five energy. Reduce two. They are tough. Reroll successful collateral damage hits against this unit. In addition, this unit may enter a garrison from any direction, regardless of entrances. These things just walk through the wall. Uh, they they make don't their own care. Wall. Yeah. They, they make their own door. Yeah. These things they are nuts. In, they go incorporeal? No, they just walk through the wall. Oh, oh, like, like. Wily Coyote. Yeah. True. Yeah. They, they, they just make their own door. Yeah, quite literally. And because you're re-rolling successful collateral damage, if the building does, do, does go down on top of them, they actually have a, a second chance to survive that. Plus, they look. these things are brilliant. I, I love these things. They are just nasty. Um, they are troops, so you can take them as regular. They're, they're not limited per se. I mean, you don't want to spam them. Obviously, warriors and stuff still have their place, but these like, if there's one particular building that's more more important or you need to get rid of things inside that building, this is what you want to target. Um, Generally a center objective yeah. or one that's in the middle of the board yeah. or possibly on the other side of the board. Yeah. Pretty, very much so. So that's our Scourge discussion. Um, we're going to be going through these for every faction, uh, but our next episode on January 7th, we will not be covering drop the drop sign. We will be talking about our highlights of 2022. And otherwise, at this particular point in time... I just want to say, oh my god, some of these uh, troops for Drop Zone Commander are going to look amazing in like a 32 mil scale. Yeah. Yes. Both, <laughs> yes. both the Razor Worms and the Demolishers. Um, demolishers. I mean, Eviscerators too, but I, I suspect that the Eviscerators are probably going to end up being 
a giant monstrous looking thing um because obviously being well 10 mil all, all of these things kind of look small but at 32 mil they, they're gonna look right like like you look at the shaltari with the ronin battle suit that thing's gonna be like you know redemptor dreadnought scale. yeah yeah what what i'm looking forward to from phr is Oh, Medusa's infantry. That would be so amazing. With her little nano nano swarm. Oh my goodness. I'm so looking forward to possibly seeing her on the table. Yeah. I suspect that her nano swarm won't be as big in 32 mil as it no, is. No, I agree. It, it won't be able... Yeah. You're, it's That's assuming that she's in it. I, I don't know. If It depends on how the game works as to whether there's going to be a place for... I mean, there will have to be heroes. Yeah. Which, I mean, that makes the most sense to already just have her since that already is a hero. Or uh, or or they'll have the Siren Corps. They're kind of there, the hero core, mm. just below Medusa level. In S- Siren, but, Siren Corps makes, makes a lot of sense. I would love to see Medusa, don't get me wrong, but yeah. No. Or in their scout... Uh, the, Val- the Valkyrie Assault Troop yeah. you know, for the PHR that have the little wing suits. Those would be awesome to have. Yeah. Anyways, come yep. on, TG Combat. Release yes, we definitely know stuff. that you're not working on it. It's very, very... Michelle... Oh, Michelle's prediction for Drop Squad, by the way, is Christmas, uh, which just also makes a lot of sense. Um, but Oh, like the 25th yeah. day of the advent calendar? Yeah. Yes. That's not a bad one. Uh, but he was talking about the release, as in, oh, like, no. release for Christmas next, next year. It would have right, to be Christmas. It would have to be before Christmas. But obviously no. the idea is that they would want buying. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you speak with TT Combat, they will literally only say one thing, which is that, no, nothing's being worked on at the stage. No comment. Or no comment, yeah. It, it will be the same. Um, first but- words would be fun too, George, as Shaltari, the firstborns, because they have the energy sword from, yeah. like, Halo. Oh, Yes. Yes. Those guys would be fun to have. I want so, yeah, a 30... I think, I think we need to talk about some of our... So, in a couple episodes, not the seven, but we need to go through some infantry and just say what we would love to see it through drop as infantry type. Yep. We need it as a game top episode. Yep. No, I agree. Um, so, future, future game top. Speaking what? of future... Resistance bikes. Tournaments, demos, conventions, you know, that kind of stuff. Very coming event. Yep. So... Very, very quickly, just a reminder, we will not be having an episode next fortnight. We will not return until January 7th. That will be a special episode where we will be covering our highlights for 2022, um, as well as regular news, because obviously we'll have a month worth of stuff at that stage. Because we're not here for a month, I have not specifically stated any, because there's not really a lot of events that are happening over that period, um, unless you know of one. There is one event that the listeners need to... uh pay attention to and take part in um, becoming a supporter for Patreon to be entered into our anniversary giveaway for April 1st. Yep. Yes. Uh, April 2nd, but yes. Well, yeah. It's not an April Fool's joke. We are doing this. Oh, I've literally shown the stuff off on camera. So there's yeah. a full Shatari fleet for Drop Zone Commander that's being offered as part of a prize pack that's being given away. You get the Drop, you get the Shatari Dreadnought, you get the Shatari Starter Set, a Shatari Frigates Box, and a Shatari Cruisers Box. Uh, more than enough to get you into the game and play at the full size. Uh, it will be all given away to one Patreon member. Uh, you get one entry for every month that you support us between now and April, inclusive of April. And it, it will be April 1st is when Sox and I are recording. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yep, 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 yep. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. I stand correct. It's $2 a month. It gives you early access to almost everything that we do. Uh, the video edition of our podcast is now being released on Thursdays, not the following Saturday like it used to be. Uh, this is because we want to get more eyes on it, and it was getting to a point where like news was becoming too old at the point where it was being released. So we've brought that forward. Um, 
Otherwise, the audio is released on time. Uh, you can follow us, facebook.com slash gettingtabled. That's where 90% of our news or shared stuff goes first. We do have a Twitter. It's at gettingtabled. It's the same as our Instagram, at gettingtabled. If you'd like to reach out to the team and ask us about something, uh, whether it be our competition or our thoughts on something um, or whatever else. A topic. A topic that you want us to talk about. Hell yeah. Uh, at gettingtabled. Uh, sorry, gettingtabled at gmail.com. We have a website, gettingtabled.weebly.com. Dot com. Uh, I am on break from Twitch, but if you want to follow me until I come back, it's twitch.tv slash Jason the Bruce. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For listening to Getting Table. Music used in this podcast was created by Eric Mataris at soundimage.org.